he literally just ran straight over Tony Underwood. Here it is for Johnny. Folks, and welcome to our third to last Fox Rugby World Cup podcast. I'm Sean Maloney, joined as I have been through the entirety of the tournament by Waratah's captain and Wallaby Dave Dennison. Alongside him is foxsports.com.au, journo Sam Worthington. Fellas, 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 it is now Wednesday. My heart rate is still through the roof. Off the back of the Wallabies win against Scotland on Monday morning. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? I'm still recovering too, Sean. I think uh, I'm hoping by the time they run around in their semi against the Argentinians, I'll, I'll be fully recovered and ready to go again. But uh, wow, what a tense, tense Monday morning. Monday's as tough as it is, let alone having to deal with that. But uh, I think that was a bit closer than what we thought in the end. But uh, you know, lucky, to, lucky the boys got through. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Wallabies fan. That was very, very intense. I was at work here covering it, you know, assuming it would be a relatively straightforward um, game to cover. Uh, you know, I thought Scotland would put up a good fight, but maybe go down by 10 or so. And for a while, that's looked like what was going to happen. Um, they were dudded, obviously, by that um, initial yellow card for the, the knock-on. You know, you thought they might drop their bundle a little bit, but credit to them, they just showed incredible resolve to uh, to keep fighting. And yeah, it looked, uh, looked like the Wallabies were, were gone for all money. So yeah, just an extraordinary game and, and it's going to add to what's already been a very memorable World Cup. Who are you going for, sure? Uh Sammy. Mate, Honestly, I'm, who are you going for? Hand on heart, I'm a, little, on. I'm a little bit scared of these uh, Wallabies. This is something about them. So You're going for I, the Scots, weren't you? I, I must, you were cheering I, the Scots. Were you, wearing a, were you wearing a kilt when they oh, were playing? I wasn't wearing a kilt, but... It's um, just like all the Aussies who were going for the French for about the first three minutes. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, the, yeah, for the anthems. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I'm a little bit uh, nervous about these Wallabies, so I wouldn't have been too devastated if, uh, if Scotland got up. And I did have them in the sweepstake as well, so that's, that's the real reason I was cheering the Scots on. <laughs> I was robbed. Robbed of a potential uh, $100. Let's come back to to the yellow card and the refereeing decisions that led to the Wallabies win and instead go to the point of the game where we all thought that this is the end. Where Australian rugby fans thought, oh my God, Scotland have done it. We are out on our ass." James Slipper, 30 from his own line. And I love James oh. Slipper. He's a terrific, terrific fella. You could not find a better guy. And as far as a rugby player, has been phenomenal for the Wallabies and the Reds in previous years. He's got a good head on his shoulders, Dave Dennis. He's a <laughs> vice captain. He's a captain. What He's the hell? Ball. He's not a ball player. What He's, the hell? Oh, look. Uh, yeah, you'd love to know the emotions going through just him in that moment. I think I saw him after the pass, he was on the ground, <laughs> head, in, head in hands, and then after the game is that massive sigh of relief. But uh, oh, I think um, does, yeah, does, it's, it's, does pressure, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It but, is, but like, does the pressure of the moment um, create your brain and your body to not connect on occasions? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's, that, that's the best way to describe it. You look at the context of the game, where they were in the field, you know, if he had his time again, he definitely would have thrown that and just carried the ball. But again, on the back of, uh, I think, the way Czech wants the team to play, there, there is that element of, you know, back yourself. <laughs> no, there's not. Through. No, there is. Not for James Slipper. Come on. There not for James Slipper. Within reason, Dude. I think. Within reason. I'm, I'm just saying, my only guess is that he's got that whole belief of being great. Let's play footy. I know. I know it sounds stupid. It was a 75th minute of a 
World I'm Cup trying, I'm trying final. to explain it for I'm it, trying to look after the bloke. I'm no, to I'm not hanging bloke. him out to dry. No, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand what, what the, was going what through his mind. Was. Obviously, he, he, yeah, looking back on it, he'd probably carry the ball, but. Uh, how many? Yeah. How many? Cross- <laughs> it felt like that pass went for about thirteen seconds. It just hung in the air, didn't it? Um, and yeah, I thought. Uh, I think when he when he scored, and they kicked the conversion. I think it was two two minutes ago, two and a half minutes ago, and yeah. I thought that would have been a tough way for the boys to go out. But uh, yeah, lucky man. How many coffees does James Slipper have to buy Bernard Foley over the next few years? I mean, seriously, he's going to be buying coffees. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's a beer, Sam. Coffees, coffees. We can or call it what beer. it is. We can say Maybe beer. not during the tournament. Yeah, after after the tournament, he's going to be buying him Christmas presents, birthday presents. I mean, seriously, wh- wh- I mean, what's the value on that in terms Co- of he, he saved his he saved his whole career, his whole his whole life. James, oh, James Slipper, might not have. his career. He would have bounced. <laughs> he would have bounced back. It would have taken about fifteen years, but he would have bounced back. Yeah. Coffees or frothies. Maybe frothies. I'm Maybe. saying no, frothies. No, I think, um, yeah. I, I don't think he'd be doing that in the semi, put it that yeah. way. Bernard Foley, I mean, uh, you, you've seen him do it before, obviously, for the, the Waratahs. Um, not just we, the Waratahs. Yeah, not just the Waratahs. He did yeah. it for the Wallabies against the Springboks in the pouring down rain over in Perth last year as well. Drop goal as well against Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he's, he's, got a, I think, he's got form. I were think you 100% just, certain that he was going to nail it? No no question? Or how were you sort of feeling, Dave? No, I wasn't. Too <laughs> <laughs> Bit of rocks and diamonds wasn't in the game with his kicking. He missed the first three and then started to hit them quite well in the second half. So I thought for him, his standards are relative easy kick. I thought, I thought you know, it, it should have gone through, but um, you never quite know in those, in those environment, you know, with the pressure. But... Um, I think I honestly think it's a bit of a master plan from Bernard. He's a young guy. Mm-hmm. He hangs up. He, he he stays out of limelight pretty well, but he seems to have these moments mm. every what? How long? Every four or five months, there'll be a big story. And I think he deliberately missed those first three kicks. Yeah. So there'll be. It was a tight yep. game, and he come back at the end. He knew, and I'll knock one over with a minute to go, and everyone will love me again. The media will be all over me. Someone will buy. The He's a cunning little bugger. Quite the a photo. Sign a boot. Sign a boot. Sign a boot. No. Foles. Foles. But he has. His, uh, he signed his contract in Japan a bit early. Imagine his market value now, Bernard Foley. The, the Through the roof. Through the roof. Well, he's only 20. What is he, 24? Uh, no, nah, he's older than that. He's 26, he? 27 now. No. The Nard. The yeah. Nard dog. Is he? Is no, that what you call him? Is that what you call him? The <laughs> Nard, Nard dog. dog. Iceman, everyone's calling him. Iceman. The Iceman. I don't really like that. It's like a Top Gun. Was there an Iceman in Top Gun? Pass. I think there was an Iceman in Top Gun. Probably. I'm Googling it. I don't, think, um, I don't think Nard Dog suits his demeanour in terms of... <laughs> Nard Dog's like you put him on your front fence and no one gets through. Yeah. Like a Nard Dog. True. A.K.A. Guard Dog. True. Um, he's more of a calm dog. He's maybe like a... Calm dog. Calm dog. <laughs> 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 maybe like a golden retriever. Yeah. Like a young sort of three-month-old golden retriever. <laughs> Just what sits a- on the couch and cuddles you. But well, produces the goods. Makes you feel good. He yeah. made, he's made all of Australian rugby feel good after that effort. Yeah. Correct. It was a great so great I'm going to call him uh, Calm Dog. It was a great story last week as well. I don't know if you've met his old man at all, but uh, the story emerged that uh, Bernard Foley's old man, uh, when he was just playing at high school, um, he sort of let himself out of the hospital from heart surgery, just uh, sort of discharged himself because he was so desperate to go and watch uh, Bernard play at uh, high school. So he's obviously got... Uh, Michael Foley's dad's name is. That's like the one, the Michael the Foley, force, yeah. Force right? It is, yeah. But um, he, uh, another interesting fact about Bernard, he, he's, I think his father's one of nine. And his mother's one of seven. Wow. Something like this. Wow. He's got over 60 cousins. Holy smokes. Figure that. And he's not an Islander. <laughs> 60 cousins. Something like that. Don't quote me on that. It's anywhere between 45 and 60. Have you just gone nine times seven and that equals no, 63? Genuine, genuine story. He's got 50, 60 Imagine cousins. Imagine if yeah. they all come knocking for tickets, for, tickets. for the final. 
it'll cost him about twenty thousand pounds. That's his. That's his entire. Well, that's his final and semi-final. If I make it that far, that's his match fee gone. It's about a week's work in Japan. He should be right. <laughs> I was going to say a long weekend's work in Japan. Hey, just back to that Iceman. I knew I, I I knew I was on 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 point as they say. Iceman Val Kilmer, of course. Ah. Top Gun. I think there's Been also a, while. a basketball player named the Iceman. George Gervin, I think, a Hall of Famer. The Iceman. Anyone bet me up? And on that? there's another Iceman that you probably don't want to be associated. He's the great serial killer out of America. <laughs> True story. Book called the Iceman. Is that right? Yeah, he lived in New uh, New Jersey and killed up to two hundred people. If I've got a Polish man, hitman, worked for the mafia, the Iceman. Oh, so he was so he wasn't he a was serial in, killer. He was a, well, a hit uh, assassin. He was a hitman. Sorry, not a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a difference. There is. Generally, they're mopping up some pretty gnarly dudes themselves. Yeah, yeah he was a yeah, hitman for the mafia. Just quickly, um, if you so you've got Iceman as as Bernard Foley, who would be Maverick in the Wallabies team, and who would be Goose? Oh, Maverick's got to be Ashley Cooper, doesn't he? Isn't he the... Maverick was the... Was that Cruz? Yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise. Come on. Wow, good-looking bloke. Yeah, mm. okay. Pretty sharp. Yep. Uh, um, Goose. Goose. So, Goose is the balding guy who dies. Uh, <laughs> well, Sharpie's retired. Um. Yeah. Steve, Stephen Moore's pretty bald. Stephen Moore. No. Who else is bald? But Goose is a bit... Goose of a, a muck- joke. Goose is joke out there. Here. Yeah, yeah. A bit, bit left field, bit he eccentric. Sings, sings Great Balls of Fire. Uh, Hits his head on the top of the oh, roof when he tries to eject. He's a bit of a performer, but he's bald. Maybe Mitchell goes with him, doesn't he? Drew Mitchell? No. Cooper he's in. not balding, but he's a, he's a bit of a performer. He likes to yeah, okay. have a good time. All right, that'll Goose work. Goose and Maverick, they hang out together a bit. We've got three there. We've got three. That'll work. Who's the Wolfman? Hard to say. Slider. Well, a heck of a movie. Top Gun. <laughs> Great movie. Merlin. That was Tim Robbins. You know, my favourite guy, though, is is the guy who, who when they say, um, requesting the fly pass, negative ghostwriter pattern is full. And he just goes straight on by. God damn it, Maverick. Heck of a movie. Okay, uh, so let's get now on to the two controversial moments around the game. Firstly, the yellow card given to Sean Maitland, the flyer from Scotland, for knocking the ball down intentionally as the Aussie man on attack 43 minutes in. I'll let you guys discuss yeah. first. Yeah, just oh. ridiculous, wasn't it? It's a rule, no that, yellow. it's a rule that needs to be changed. I mean, when they, when they go back and slow it all down, it looks worse than it is. But, I mean, 99% of the time, you don't deliberately knock the ball on, do you? I mean, it's, it's a reaction that you put your hand out there to, to try and make a play on the ball um, and, and to be... Yellow card for that was just ridiculous and uh, good on uh, Rod Kafer and Phil Kearns in the commentary for, for calling it out for, for what it was. And, um, yeah, just just ridiculous. I mean, your thoughts uh, on, yeah, on that, I, on that I've rule? I've always thought a yellow card. A yellow card is such a, a big call in a game of rugby. It can affect, especially a test match like They're that. They're handing that like match, you know, a, a yellow card for me has got to be a serious offence. I look at that and I don't think it's a serious offence. Penalty, mate. Yeah, penalty. But is it a... I don't know. I've just Do you know never understood that. I think there's too much of a, a uh, range in terms of what a yellow card you're given for. Mm. You know, uh, as, as high as maybe a punch. Maybe that's a red. A punch for a yellow card compared to something like that. Like, I just think the gap's too too wide in terms of what we can get a yellow for now. We need a green card. Maybe a five-minute or a 20-minute. Oh, well, something along the lines of something like soccer where you get a, something, a card, and if you do it again, then you go to the bin for 10 or something like that. that I don't know. That Maitland one shouldn't have been anything. That was just a knock-on. There was, there was that didn't Thank have been you. Any, anything at all. No Thank point. you. It is a knock-on. The guy is trying to scoop it in. If he, if he manages to just get there a little earlier 
tap it up. He's gone at the other end of the park. He's trying to force a positive play for his team, not in a negative or cynical way. That, yeah, your hand coming down is a slap down. You're, you're slapping down. They can't see it on the podcast, but do it again, Shorty. My hands, Go. My, cam, my hands coming from <laughs> a, a 90 degree. Going everywhere. In 90, the, in the 90. Oh, I like the, um, down the Jap- zero. Japanese yeah, cat. The, the cat, the kitty cat. Kitty cat. <laughs> they're just waving all day. Yeah. Kitty cat. Yeah, I agree. That's a slap down. I agree. Tapping it up. His palms are almost facing... His palms are almost yeah. facing in an upwards direction. Yeah. That, if he's going like this, down, I'll say penalty. Not yellow card, I'll say penalty. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And it's it's, it's quite right. They're, they're, handing, they're handing out yellow cards like confetti now, aren't but, they? And, but, um, but, 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 the, the thing is, the thing is, a rod's been made for the assistant referees and referees' backs because they see that and they've got to kind of got to go with what the ruling is. But the, the, their interpretation of it is maybe different to mine. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? That's the whole whole conversation at the moment. You, you still rely very much on the interpretation of the referee in the middle or the touch judges or assistant refs, whatever they call them. Um, and, that, and that's where you get your errors or your, your mistakes. So... How you negate that, I don't know, but I just think it's it's got to stop having such an impact on the game because I think in that time the Wallabies did score a try. I think, um, Drew scored, off the ball, yeah, yeah away, no yeah. winger, straight in the corner, pretty yep. simple, straightforward try. Which any other game you don't score that in Test match, and yeah, but again, you, you probably can't pinpoint. You could look at a number of different you know examples throughout the whole tournament where. Uh, you know, cards were given for the wrong reason in the effective match. So I think just the fact that it was a quarterfinal and such a, a close game, you know, there's been a lot of attention yeah, put on it. Just watching that, you guys are believer in rugby karma. So when that happens, he gets bin for 10. I thought to myself, this will cut, like this swings. Like things just have a way of leveling themselves out in games. Even when, I mean, you wouldn't even know yourself, um, Dave, when you're playing a match, you dominate possession for long periods and territory. More often than not, there will come a, a point in the second half or later in the, in the first where... It just swings. It just uh, there's a natural the leveler. There's a natural. Mm. It's like the tides in the, the universe. Ocean. There's something in the universe, isn't it? It's like the that? tides in the ocean. The tides yeah. they come up, but they go back down again. Yeah. And there's you know what I mean. And I thought at the time this is going to come back, and it came back with with um, first of all the charge down kick, which was is that a know, set play? Hey, that was nard. That was let's the nard look, dog. Let's talk about that. That I, was I the calm at, dog who got charged the down. The calm there. dog. I look at that and go gave away seven. You reckon to make it closer again? <laughs> no, no. I mean, was that that? That's, Looks like a first phase option, isn't it? They've brought that in. Three down the short side with a kick. Bang. It wasn't off the cuff. Get a chase on it. I'm just get, I'm just thinking of old oh, Check's mindset in the post game, if that was off the cuff. I don't think it was. It looked like they'd been they'd done something there because they sent three guys down that short side. Anyway, so there was that, and then there was a the thing oh, and then but then the ca- the car went back the other way at the very end of the match. Um, unfortunately against Scotland where the penalty was given by Craig Joubert. What was your guys' take immediately as it happened? To no replays, it happens live. What did you think? Knock on. I thought, uh, watching it live, I thought, yeah, offside penalty, he's made the, the right decision watching it live. Um, obviously, you, you slow it down and watch the replays, and then it's shown that it's incorrect. You talk about the karma, though, and um, actually a great example of it with Craig Joubert actually refereed that uh, Scotland-Samoa game where, where Greg Laidlaw, I think it was, got away with the knock on um, to win that game, which put Scotland through and knocked Japan out, and that was Craig Jupier um, giving the Scots a bit of a leg up. So yeah, quite amazing how these these things mm. do even. even so you, re- so you reckon knock on intentional offside, which is a scrum. It's same same sort of thing. I, I look at that and go, the Scottish guys sort of come off Nick Phipps, yeah, and he's grabbed the ball, yeah, no intention to deliberately be offside and try and gain possession. So I look at that and think, 
uh, accidental offside scrum, which I think you ruled one earlier in the match as well, my which is a little bit different. My next question, you're standing in that line out as a wallaby and that happens. Do you scream <laughs> of course knock you're... on or do you scream penalty, Craig? Well, I think there's about eight blokes with their hands up screaming, screaming penalty. Right. So, I um, wonder if that has any um, oh, you'd think sway so. you'd think so, in that immediate you? moment. You, you, you really break that moment down to that very second, the whole context of that moment for Craig Joubert. 80,000 people, World Cup quarterfinal, six of the opposition screaming in your face. I don't know. You'd like to think it doesn't, but it, it, like we talked about earlier with slips. He's human. Pressure does does uh, weird things to your head. So. Jonathan Kaplan's um, obviously the former referee that's now sort of writing columns and being quite outspoken. He suggested... <laughs> he suggested <laughs> As the, you do uh, when you're a former ref. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he suggested the, uh, the captain's challenge, um, like what we see in cricket, NFL, where you might get one challenge per game to, to say, hang oh, on, yeah. hang on, that's not right. Well, what do you guys think of that? I don't, I don't really like the idea myself, but... Uh, Why yeah. not? You're a captain. You're a captain uh, of the Waratahs. Why wouldn't you like the chance, the challenge? I don't mind it. I'm just conscious of the game slowing down even more. That's the only issue. Um, but if, if, you're, if you're in the last minute, it's, it, that, that scenario, it would be nice to have up your sleeve, sleeve as a captain. Um, and and that's, that's the only time you would pull it, really, if it's going to determine the context of the match. I don't think you... If you've only got one... If it's like the old, uh, you know, you don't get another crack at it, you probably hold it up your sleeve until the last five minutes. You might never, ever use it. You might go the whole season without using it, but that one moment you might need it. So I don't mind the concept, but I'm just really conscious about slowing down the game even more and using, taking away from what the referee's employed to do, and that's the referee of the match. Can, can I, I just can I just say that I reckon he'd be the Dave... I reckon Dave Dennis would be the Shane Watson of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he'd burn him left and right. I didn't knock that did, ball. Did, does the captain get a yellow flag and he'd throw <laughs> out the field when he wants? Because I'd have about 10 in my pocket, I reckon. <laughs> a, a just flag for, on the plate. And I'd just do it for little things, just for the fun of it. First, like, kick off of the game. Knock on, sir. Throw it out on <laughs> In front of the kicker. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I don't know. I... Oh, it's easy to say. You're not in that. You how's know, it? How's it tracking in the Toyota Cup? Or the Toyota Cup implemented the captain's challenge this year. How's that worked out? The Toyota Cup pass. I haven't been watching enough of it. Hold the cup. See the old league. They're doing league. apparently next year. They're in that whole. I lose track. At home experience. Cup, yeah. We can you know have the camera in the bunker. Don't know what that's going to do. Camera in the bunker. Yeah. In the in the yeah. in the third umpire. Uh, the yeah assistant referee's bunker so you can be sitting at home you look at what they do I don't move the buttons yeah, or yeah. hey special hey boys special treat um Dan Parks ex-Scottish internationals just walked in he's going on the news set do you guys want to keep talking um can you carry the conversation for a couple of seconds stars stars assistant coach Sydney stars take him into coach. the semi-final this we week don't have NRC. an extra headset you guys what were we talking about that's a little bit of a story in itself I'll go get him hey Kurt can you grab Dan Parks and see if he wants to is that Dan Parks yeah, grab Dan. He won't like me. I've only yeah, played two games for the Stars and left him. Has he got, has he got um, 30 seconds? Parksy, nice, come on in. He's got a nice demeanour, Dan. Well-dressed. Look, um, throw hey, on, can you throw on, you throw on Sammy's very quickly, Dan Parks? We just want to ask you a couple of quick questions around the game on the weekend. 66 test caps for Scotland. 67. No, who's counting? All right, so this is Dan Parks. Uh, welcome. Firstly, hey, hello, how are you? It's great to be here. Very good. You're about to jump onto the Fox Sports News desk to talk about what we're going to ask you now. Okay. Craig Joubert got it right, yeah? Uh, well, clearly he didn't, but uh, he had to make a decision. So it's one of those things. He made the decision at the time. Um, turned out to be the wrong one. But uh, to me, it was more the yellow card one that, that I was disappointed by. It's funny you should mention that because Dave was saying you should have got red for that <laughs> before you came in. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was the more disappointing one for me because the, the one at the end of the game, if he makes that call 
you know, any time rather than the last two minutes of the game to clinch it, you know, no one would be even talking about it. It was just because it was at such an important moment of the match. Did you think that you had it in the bag when Bennett went in? Uh, I wouldn't say I think I had it in the bag. It was, uh, it was always up in the air, but it was an amazing um, sort of effort from Scotland to even get themselves in that situation. So it was, um, you know, in for the guys, you know, I, th I think I mentioned last week that absolutely no one gave them hope. Um, you know, all the Australian press and all the Australian media have basically said we're just worrying about pretty much Ireland or Argentina the following week. So, um, and that was a great thing for Scotland because they used that as massive motivation. And I know they did, uh, and it certainly worked out really well for them. It was just unfortunate that it, um, you know, that it was sort of, I guess, uh, it was lost in the way it was. Mate, back home here, taking the stars from last, last year into a semi-final this week in yeah, the, the NRC, NRC. With, with Pete Playford. Um, great effort. The boys are... Boys looking all right. I had a bit of time at the start of the year, which I really enjoyed, but uh, the boys ready to go. Mate, ready to go. Are you coming back? Uh, Saturday in Brisbane? Saturday in Brisbane, mate. Uh, Funny I'll be in Noosa, but I might be able to oh speak to <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been unreal. It's been yeah. lots of fun. You know, we had a really good start to the campaign. Um, you know, a bit dodgy there in the middle with some uh, some hefty losses, but uh, in amongst it, we've had, you know, quite a few injuries and, you know, different guys getting blooded, so it's been great for that, but um, something that I've really enjoyed and, uh, you know, doesn't get much tougher than going up to Brisbane to play them this week. Okay, Parksy, we'll see you on air on Saturday night from 7.30pm from Ballymore. Brisbane City v Sydney Stars. Looking forward to that. Before you go, your two tips for the World Cup semi-finals. Uh, okay, well, I think Australia will win. As impressive as Argentina were, I still think... I think Czech has made it pretty clear he was very disappointed with himself after the weekend. So I think um, they will certainly uh, fix up that area. Uh, and the other one, well, I think I think New Zealand will, will, will win just on the back of what they did last week. But in saying that, it'll be a completely different game. South Africa will bring something completely different to what France did. So um, I'd say I'd say it'd be a New Zealand-Australia final. Giddy up. All righty, Dan Parks, thank you very much for uh, yeah. stopping by. He's off with our producer extraordinaire, Timmy Allen, to jump on the Fox Sports News desk now. Jeez, he looks dapper, Dano. Oh, he's sharp. He's that'd, be sharp. A, that'd be a boss That'd be a boss suit, surely. Yeah, have to be. They pay well at the start. Sergio Giorgini, maybe. <laughs> James, Sergio Giorgini. Yeah. James Bond-esque, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, very very good. That's a good cameo. Thanks for giving up your headset there, <laughs> yeah, Sammy. No, no worries. Jeez, we're, we're rattling through the, our time. I think we're tw almost uh, nearing completion without even touching on New Zealand-France. Last one I want to ask about the Australia-Scotland game. I have never in my life seen Michael Checker's face in that <laughs> state. 79 minutes in as Turner lined up to try to go. He looks skyward. No, no, no kidding, he looks skyward. It was amazing. Yeah. It was intense, uh, wasn't it? It was like in a, a religious thing. He probably didn't like that that moment. He probably would have preferred the uh, the fist pumping and yeah. of the England game. Yeah. It's good to see him quite happy during that game, but it was probably it, what was harder to watch. So the intercept from Slipsaw checks face in that last minute. <laughs> I liked it because it, sh it showed a side of him that is. Yeah. It showed that he's like everyone else that's in the world of rugby or in <laughs> day to day life. Yeah. You can be you can be as full of bravado and and you know as strong as you want on the surface but there are moments you know in your life in any walk that where you kind of go i don't have any control over this yeah i think oh. um yeah I, I reckon that's checks one of checks great strengths the, the players as well see that and yeah. know that he cares and and he's put so immense amount of time and effort into this whole campaign yeah that he was literally looking going this could be the end of yeah. what's been a really you know challenging couple of months so uh I'm sure he, uh, he would have slept well that night. It indeed, it indeed him further without him trying to do anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a nice touch. Bernard Foley kicks the Iceman, kicks the goal. Um, Goose and Mavericks. Calm dog. Goose, calm dog. Goose and Mavericks celebrate alongside him. And that means they will face New Zealand in the final. 
Uh, sorry, that will mean they will face... New Zealand in the final, you're hopefully right. Hopefully they'll via, via Argentina. Got that terribly wrong. Australia v Argentina, semi uh, after the back of New Zealand destroying France. You know what? We're calling games here. We're calling them left and right because we said Argentina would beat Ireland. If you're taking the tip, you'd have a little bit of wedge to walk around with this week. Said Wales get close against South Africa. Did fell down. South Africa go through. New Zealand, France. New Zealand, uh, my question is this. Can they play any better than that? No, I don't think they can play any better than that. That was extraordinary rugby, I thought. Um, so yeah, the, the key is if they can at least get close to that um, against South Africa. And, and they're going to have to play a, a different way, aren't they? Because I don't think South Africa gonna, are going to be as sloppy as, as France were. Um, it's going to be a lot a lot closer than that. Um, but yeah, I think they'll, they'll still be too strong for South Africa. Just look very limited against Wales, didn't they? A, a very basic game plan. I don't think that's going to be enough to, to beat the All Blacks. The interesting thing out of the French-New Zealand game I looked at, and people mentioned a lot about the offloads. They only made 11. Uh, I think France made nine, but the effectiveness of them and where they did it and the, and the quality of the offload. Offloads what are... about the props throwing yeah, the offloads? To, to do throw an offload is not an mood. actual hard skill, but to actually throw a good quality offload that sticks um, is what they seem to have from one to 15, as you said, with the props throwing offloads. And very hard to defend when you get that forward momentum. Sonny Bill came on with 30 minutes to go and just creating havoc. Um, I just think they got a, way too much power. Milner Scudder, again, with Sevilla. The two wingers, probably the best two wingers in the world at the moment, arguably. Um, I just think they got a bit too much firepower for the Springboks. Um, there, is, there seems to be a way, though, that we saw how dour the Springboks were against Wales. But when they play against New Zealand, correct me if I'm wrong in mm. saying this, but their game plan seems to uh, go to a different place. They get away from that 10-man style of rugby, and they seem... They, I might be wrong around this, but from the outside looking in, it appears that they play with a little bit more ball in hand. Is, am I reading that wrong? Well, like, if history suggests, the last couple of times they've played each other, they've been the cracking test. Some of the best test matches Joe two seen. years ago, probably the best I've seen in the last 10 years. That's extraordinary. Unbelievable game. It's an extraordinary game. So let's hope that happens again. I think uh, they must they must just identify that we need to play footy to beat these guys. And, and that's a fair fair assessment. Yep. You, can, you cannot bunker down yep. and hope New Zealand don't score 20 points because yep. they will score 20 points. You've got to score 21. You've got to, exactly. There you go. Maybe. Maybe. 20, 20 and a half. 20 we'll and a half. There. That's all you can ask for. Um, okay, so they're the two, they're the two games this week. We've got New Zealand and South Africa. Are they going around on Sunday morning? Sunday morning yeah. A three o'clock kickoff? I think it's a two o'clock kickoff. Millennium yeah. Stadium? Or are we all tweaking them all, all the twickers. way through now? All, all about tweakers. That's right. On. That's yep. what we love to hear. And then Monday morning, three o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Australia v Argentina. Argentina super impressive against Ireland. We'll talk a little bit more about the build-up to this week. We've just had to recap the weekend that was. The just quarters quickly, are done and dusted. What do you got? What's Mario Ledesma thinking this week? Mm. Unbelievable. Done fantastically well with the Aussie scrum and the forward play. But 84 caps for Argentina. He's going, he's going for the Wallabies, obviously. But can you imagine the emotions going on there? You know what he's thinking there? this week? What the hell happened to my scrum last week against Scotland? Yeah, fair call. That's what he's thinking this week. And why couldn't we do this when I was playing for the Argies? Correct. On the other team. Yeah, that, that was super. Anyway. Um, okay, so Friday, we're back at it, are we? Back out on Friday to, to preview this. Can we do can we depth? do Friday morning because I'm off to do NRC Friday at midday. Sure thing, mate. Yeah. Sure thing. What time would you like? We've got I've got UC Vikings v the Melbourne Rising Friday night, and we've got Parksy's Mob, the Stars and City right. Saturday night. Maybe we can do Friday morning, get it up on the World Wide Webs. I think yeah. that's what well, as long as the want. truck doesn't roll over in the yeah, ED again. Chaos in City Sydney. this morning on the on the roads on the roads are uh, chaos. 
But we're here, we got it done, we'll and Australia right. are through to the semi-final of the World Cup. New Zealand uh, on the other side taking on South Africa. We're back Friday with all the build-up. Teams will be announced and we'll be ready to give you a tip one way or the other and continue on our merry way in the 2015 World Cup. It has been an unbelievable tournament. We love doing this podcast for you too. From Dave Dennis and Sam Worthington, it is Sean Maloney saying goodbye. <laughs>